0: So, uh, Natalie, welcome to the Born and Crate podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. You're
0: you're, you're very, <laughs> very very welcome. So, I wanted you here because, um, so our audience is an audience of entrepreneurs who who want to be entrepreneurs or who have a business but, w- but want to scale. So, one of the biggest goals of my audience is getting to their first ten thousand dollars per month. That first ten k, I think, it, it makes people believe that it's possible, yeah. right? Um, and you're here because you hit that ten k mark right so was it the first time you did it or tell me a little bit about about that
1: it was i would say my first official as an entrepreneur. time as an entrepreneur okay. Okay. hitting okay. that mark yeah
0: yeah yeah so that's why you're here because i, I want to I I talk about that talk about uh that story talk about where you came from and what you did to actually hit that mark because i think it's going to be inspiring for the audience because that 10k mark is it could be kind of elusive, right? People think they they can't hit it, but they can. Um, so first, but first of all, I've known you since you were oh. maybe what, 12 years was, old, maybe?
1: Or when you older? came around, yeah, I think I was, I think I was 11 or 12. 11 or 12.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. for so sure. I've known you for a long time, and I've, I've watched you grow and evolve. And now you're married, you have a family, you have kids. So I know. it's uh, it's really impressive, and I'm I'm honored to be able to be part of your life. So, mm-hmm. um. So talk to me. So talk to me about um, how you got into entrepreneurship, um, where 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 the bugs start and then how you got to this point to where you are now. Where did I start for you?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I have to get this out. I am so nervous
2: <laughs> <laughs> telling
1: my story yeah, on yeah. a platform like this. Like not a lot of people know the full yeah. story. And so um, it's kind of vulnerable. Um But I'm excited to share it. And I do got to say, like, being a part, even how we met, being a part of Relevant drastically contributed to where I'm at right now. And even just getting bit by the entrepreneur bug. Um, I grew up being super artistic. I always wanted to be um, an artist of some sort, a creative. And I was about 17 at the time where I was... um, playing around with photography but I knew I wasn't passionate about photography I just was good at it and I was good enough at it to think maybe this is a something that I can do um but then I discovered what I really really wanted to do was actually be a creative director and so The only way I knew how to do anything was to go to college, and somehow, some way, you're just going to end up at the job that right, you want to do. Right, right. I didn't know what I needed to study; like there was no really stepping stones. I just I grew up no believing that college was the way right. to get to the job or to the career that I wanted, and um,
0: that's most people, by the way. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, <clears throat> and I didn't I didn't question it. I just yeah. kind of just went with it. And I was being mentored, um, spiritually mentored, actually, by Harold, um, who was just on this studio um, the other day. And, you know, he was guiding me through all of the things of just being a teenager in general. And one day, um, all of my clientele, my entire photography portfolio was pretty much house parties of people getting drunk of people dancing it was really like it was just a really ratchet portfolio and he said how are you ever going to get the clients that you want or step into the industry you want when your only portfolio the only people who are going to hire you are people who want who want a photographer for their parties and so um he invited me to this e-commerce event and I think it was the very first e-commerce event you guys yeah. ever put on. Yeah. I think I was maybe 18 at the time and um, asked me to just show up, I wouldn't have to yeah. pay if I just took pictures and I was shadowing or sell at yeah. the time. My first time ever taking photos in, an, in a space like that but I remember <laughs> I <knew that. laughs> yeah, the I remember stuff that. that I was hearing yeah. and like the value and it was like I was introduced to this entire world that I didn't even know existed, and the honest truth is, I didn't want it for myself. I actually wanted it for my brother. Which one, Noah, oh, for wow. his personal training really? business? Because wow. he was he yeah. lost o- over eighty yeah. pounds at yeah. this time. He yeah. wanted to be a personal trainer. I said, "This is perfect. I'll yeah. learn the business side of things, yeah. and I just want to help him get his business rolling." Right. So I was in online school, online college at the time, taking courses, but Harold told me to read Dot Com Secrets by (laughs) Russell Branson. And I read that book like, I read that book Time and time again, I consumed every page. I studied the heck out of that thing because I was so amazed that this was the world. This was like an entire thing. Like, what the heck? What do you mean? I can use social media to make money or to to market. And so um, I studied it. And at the time, my brother was not prepared for the level of (laughs) tenacity, the the energy that I was coming coming with. He wasn't fully prepared for it. It was something I wanted. So the advice I got was hey, like, why are you doing this for someone who doesn't want it? Like, why don't you start doing it for you? And so I was working at a boba shop at the time. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I was like, I think I'm going to quit my job and try this social media thing. And so um, it was like one thing after another. And I actually wanted to work at T-Mobile. And they were about ready to hire me um, for like one of the – uh, highest volume stores yeah. in the district. And they I, I went through like three or four different interviews with the district managers, all of the above. And they realized something messed up in their system and I didn't pass the assessment test. Really? So they were ready to make me an <laughs> offer. And they said, technically, you have to take the assessment test first. You were supposed to take yeah. it. And um, it didn't end up happening. And so I was like, you were ready to hire me, but the yeah. computer said I, I wasn't yeah. built for sales, ironically. So um
0: what do you think that 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 happened? Like, tell me, tell me how you feel about that. Like that, the computer made an error. Like, what did you feel at that moment?
1: I felt like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> it made no sense to yeah. me because, like, four of their like district managers, yeah. I was interviewed by so many like um, people, very established yeah. in their stores, and they had decided that I was fit for the job. Right. But then I took an assessment test. And I, I don't know how those assessment tests works, but I didn't pass. Right. And so they decided, like, we're not allowed to hire you right. because this is our policy. Yeah. And so you could try again in six months. And I'm like, I'm not going through right. this again in six months. No way. And I took it as a sign, like, I just was not meant to be there.
0: Yeah. That was my question. Yeah. So, so you take it as a sign that this is not, this is confirmation. That you, that you shouldn't be there you should be doing doing your own something, thing or go f- find something else
1: something I didn't know what at the time but I knew I need I was I was ready for something else like okay. something more um, so I did the social media thing and like long story short um, I went on a mission trip mm-hmm. I had all of these very spiritual revelations God was really really working like on my heart at yeah. this time and um, I felt really called to full-time ministry okay and I felt called to full-time ministry, but specifically, like the specific word I got from God was literally submit to your leaders, to wow. Pastor Jonathan yeah. and Pastor Pauline and be open to wherever they place you. Wow. These are the people that you need to submit to yeah. and you need to follow. I didn't know what that meant at right. the time. And so I just came to Pastor Jonathan and I was like, I had all these dreams <laughs> and this these visions that God gave me. And I, I really feel strongly this is where he's leading me. So I just want to be available. Yeah. Little did I know, Jonathan was testing me for like weeks and I didn't know he was testing me. He just was asking me to do all these little things and I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah, That's what he does. And eventually (laughs) he came to me. He was like, I really want you to work on the business side of things and the business side of my life. um, I want you to work in that. And so, what he, the door that was opened to me was the second I gave up doing it on my own. And I'm like, you know what, God, I'm just going to follow you. I'm just going to do. Where go where you call me to do, even yeah. if it means giving up what I want. Yeah. It ended up being the very thing that opened the door to like teaching me the exact yeah. skills and getting me seats at tables I was not qualified yeah. for um, through that entire process. Yeah. And so that was how I got bit by the bug, yeah. <laughs> in a sense. I,
0: that's, that's a great story. Um, so, how did you respond to the process? Because when you're doing something new, it could be uncomfortable, it can be scary. But most people they give in to the fear more than than what could happen what's possible in the back end. So during that time I mean how did how did how did your body respond to you know this this is a new thing
1: I feel like I was so equipped uh-huh. with the tests that were happening in the process and that in my personal life mm-hmm. that making those steps was like nothing yeah um, one of the things that Harold, when he was mentoring me, he, he had me do was he had me have a lot of really confronting conversations, um, with people closest to me. Um, I was getting a lot of anxiety at the time and I was really questioning like, God, what is happening with me? And so what I had realized in my conversations with him was that I was in the wrong romantic relationship with someone and I was settling, um, for good, not going for great or going for what was aligned with me. Um, and I held a lot of Resentment actually towards my dad. Yeah. And so the advice he gave me, he said, All of these things you're trying to do, you're going to screw it up if you don't deal with this resentment. It's right. going to affect everything right. that you touch. Right. And I just believed him. Like, I he just, him. <laughs> I genuinely just believed yeah. him. And yeah. I didn't know why. I didn't know how it worked or I didn't understand like yeah. why it would happen. I just yeah. knew like this <clears throat> is right. And I wanted what I had been exposed to so bad. Yeah. I, I was such a big dreamer that I wasn't willing to compromise yeah. anything. Yeah. And so the hardest thing I ever had to do was actually confront my dad wow. about things that had happened in my past yeah. in my childhood that I had held on to for yeah. so long. Yeah. And I literally had to go, go to him and I'm like, how am I supposed to have this conversation after yeah. ten years? Yeah. Like it's it's been so long. And Harold told me, he said, if you do this, and this is the hardest thing you have ever done, everything else after that will be good. You're gonna have to have hard conversations. You're gonna have to make hard decisions. But if you think this is the hardest thing you'll ever have to do, if you do it, then you'll be prepared to take on what comes next. And I talked to my dad, I broke up with my boyfriend at the time, and I was just like going for it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> let me ask you this: So um, that that's a major step, and and I think a lot of people let fear keep them from making those steps. Um, but when you when you did that, so your life before you talked to your dad, before you broke with your boyfriend, versus your life after, how did it change? Did you skyrocket and things things changed, or was it a sl- a slow progression? How did things change versus having the conversations, not having them, and then having them?
1: I feel like those were very big turning points for me it felt physically and emotionally like a drastic change um but i think it was just relief to be honest like i wasn't carrying the weight of those things anymore and i was i was free to figure out like me right um and understand more about me which which really is what opened the door for it all so right
0: right yeah. Understanding you is important. And um, most people don't do that. They, they, they get stuck in what other people do and say and feel about who they are. Right. Yeah. Um, so you got the bug and now you're working on the business side. And um, I'm, I'm not sure if Jonathan ever told you this, but he wants like 15 of you right because <laughs> because of the, the worth that work ethic <laughs> and the creativity um, that comes with you know what you've learned so you have the bug you work so tell me a little bit about where you start on the business side like where you start doing what's your first initial task on the business side
1: I think the first I, well, I want to remember one of the first tests he gave me was to go on Fiverr and look for yeah. someone with a voice, a specific kind of voice or something was like it that. Samuel that he,
0: Jackson voice. Yes, I, I it was. It was I, <laughs> I remember that for, for church, right? Yes. Yeah, I remember. that. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was
1: like, "I want you to find yeah. a Samuel L. Jackson yeah. voice yeah. on Fiverr," and I was like, "I've never done this before." Yeah. But he just kept asking me to do things I'd never done before, yeah. and I was so eager to like over deliver yeah. that I just. I did whatever I needed to do. Yeah, I Googled yeah. whatever I needed to do yeah. um, without excuses. And then the first the first thing he made me do, I think it was the first like official thing was actually creating a giveaway campaign. Okay. And I don't remember what platform I used. Yeah. Um, but he was like, hey, watch these videos, and then I want you to do it. Yeah. And so that has just been... <laughs> my
0: yeah, yeah.
1: my entire work relationship yeah. with jonathan has been hey yeah. watch these videos and then do it
0: so yeah so you conquered that one thing um but then where did the eagerness come from uh, the eagerness to learn and, and to dive in like, where did that come from where do you think it came from
1: i honestly feel like i was consistently surrounded and doing things that inspired me oh, like that um i i don't I don't think it's just like this special thing about myself that like, oh, I'm just this special person who has this unlimited motivation. But the habits that I was implementing and the people I was being surrounded by, it was like I was in a constant zone of inspired and um, it made me eager for more. And the more that I practiced, the more inspired I got and it just just fed off of each other.
0: So talk to me more about the inspiration because the uh, inspiration is huge motivation inspiration is, is different from me like motivation is something that sh- that's short-lived but inspiration is something that, that can last a lifetime yeah so tell me about the inspiration that you had and, and, and how that pushed you
1: I think it was just the possibility of it all
0: yeah
1: and it was so different than what I had believed growing up and it challenged me so mm-hmm. and and honestly it was just It was a lot of fun. Like, I found genuine enjoyment in the things that I was learning, and I I was fascinated with it. Um, Whether that's God-given or not, (laughs) I have no idea. Um, But, yeah, having those habits, it just, yeah, I don't know. It was just I was constantly inspired. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about focus. Um, <laughs> I've I've never met anyone your age that has a level of focus that you have, um, and it's pretty damn impressive, right? It is. Um, people will always tell me that I have RBF, <laughs> and I think you have you have level of it too. Right? I definitely um, do. <laughs> yeah, and um, doesn't mean well, it means for me. It's like it's like it's, it's an intense focus, right? So one, do you recognize that? And then two. How did you become so damn focused?
1: Oh, man. I feel like this one's a little bit easier for me. Um, I, I for sure recognize that I have RBF, yeah. especially when I'm focused. Right. Um, and I, I know this about myself. I know that I have, like, tunnel vision. I'm not a great multitasker because yeah. I have, like, tunnel vision. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the biggest thing that contributes to like my focus is honestly just clearing out the noise like all the unnecessary shit like i i'm to to be my age in my specific situation i don't have like all the hours in the day to do everything that i feel convicted to do as a mother as a wife in ministry um as an employee um to, to be running a business at the same time, yeah. like there there can't be anything yeah. extra and unnecessary. Yeah. And so um, I feel like, yeah, the biggest thing, I feel like early on, I really, it was easier for me and I learned to really fit my day and like just my habits and yeah. my lifestyle and my environment to be fully aligned. Yeah with where I know that I want to go. I was willing to make those sacrifices and make those changes because I knew what it would result in. And Uh, I knew what not making those changes would result in that there was no other way um, that I could, that I could live in. And honestly, that's just what I wanted. And I think that made the biggest difference where it was easier because I wanted what the life that I, the life that I want to create, I wanted more than the, Mm extra stuff that i was just doing for the moment um and so yeah even to this day like that's something i stand firm by
0: (laughs) so what is the life you want to create
1: i want to be a woman who does all the things um i believe that we were created for abundance and i know that it's possible but i don't necessarily have like i don't have somebody in my life who has been that example to me who has been in my exact situation um but I have these very strong convictions and and I know these convictions don't come from nowhere I I really trust and believe that they come from God so if this is if this is my conviction that I need to be an excellent mother an excellent servant um an excellent businesswoman whatever that looks like um, I believe that it is possible, Right. and it's just figuring out how now right. and taking right. it one step right. at a time. Right. right.
0: So are you, are you crystal clear on what you're creating, what you want, and what those convictions are? Do you know exactly, can, can, you, can, can you see it? Because I'm a big believer in you got to be able to see what you want before you, you can actually have it, right? And it doesn't mean you got to see the, the, like the whole picture play out, but, ha- but have some mental clarity on where you want to go. And are you are you clear with that?
1: I would say it's hard for me because it, yeah. it does. I do feel I do feel clear about myself and who I am, yeah. and I am open to that vision changing as I continue to grow yeah. and change. Yeah. Um, I'm open to adapting yeah. as unforeseen circumstances, because right. the vision I have for my life now looks a lot different two years ago when I wasn't a mom, right, you know? Right. And so um, I think becoming a mom has allowed me to be more adaptable. And I think the thing that that I want to be really clear on and the thing that's important for me to be really clear on is who am I designed to be? Hmm. And out of who I am, what can I create now? Yeah, yeah. And, and just going from there.
0: So you can give me questions to ask. So who are you designed to be?
1: I'm going back to revealed now (laughs) I'm a powerful, passionate, intuitive woman. That was my, that was the intention that I set. Um, I think I'm designed to walk in the identity that to be an example that it's possible to walk in the identity and the promises that God has always given us, not just as a servant, um, not just as a generous person, not just as someone with a willing heart, but like as a daughter and as a daughter of a heavenly father who adores her and wants all the things for her and uses everything for her good. So, um, that kind of life. It's like something you hear all the time growing up. It's something people say, but I want to be an example of what that can actually look like in real time now, not when we die and go to heaven, you know?
0: So So managing negativity, um, it's something that's, it's uh, pretty challenging, right? Um, and how do you manage being possible with being, we'll be surrounded by negativity all the time. I mean, I know it's not all the time, but sometimes we just can't help being around negative things, negative people, TV, social media, how do you manage that?
1: I monitor my consumption. (laughs) I feel like that's a simple way. Um, If anything triggers me even or feeds into any kind of negative thoughts online or causes me to exert unnecessary negative energy that's not teaching me something um, or challenging me in a positive way, I just mute it. I block it. I unfollow. Um, And even in my friendships, in my relationships, yeah. I I genuinely just limit yeah. <laughs> the amount of time yeah, I allow yeah. negative people to be around me. Yeah. And I feel like checking in with myself
2: yeah.
1: is is the biggest thing. Um, it's easy to blame negativity on the outside, external yeah. sources all the time, and be like, oh, I can't be around toxic yeah. people. But, <laughs> um, you know, especially yeah. in this culture, especially my age, yeah. in this generation that, that I live in, like, yeah. um, but Learning when I'm the one who's feeding into my own negativity. Um, Recognizing uh, when I'm my biggest enemy when it comes to being in those environments or being around those people. Um, When I'm being cynical even or judgmental based off of what's going on internally that I'm projecting onto other people. Um, Yeah, I feel like just, just taking a moment to really recognize like, what's actually happening inside of me when I'm feeling those moments. And what do I have control over into create something different or to tell myself a different story?
0: Yeah. Key thing you said is recognizing that, that it's you and you're not blaming anybody else. It's like, I'm this way because it's, it's me. I have control whether I accept it or not. Right. So I know this episode was about you hitting your first $10,000 per month. Um, but I think it's important that people recognize it's not just about the money or the vehicle. It's about how you set your mindset up to actually get to that point. Absolutely. And that's why we took time and like asked the questions and, and figured out, you know, what was a big part of you getting there? And uh, it was your mindset. It was your mindset and recognizing that you are in control and of what you create because what we have and don't have is a result of our creation. Right? Absolutely. So if we can create what we don't want, I believe we can create what we do want. Right. So uh, now let's get to the good part and that first ten thousand dollars per month. right. So tell me (laughs) first, what is your core business? Like, what do you do to make money? And then let's talk about how you got to that point.
1: So the real moneymaker, I mean, I advertise general digital marketing services, but the honest truth, the real moneymaker is I design funnels, um, sells funnels. And most of the time it's using ClickFunnels as a platform. Um, but I also do graphic design. I, I'm, I'm all around, but yeah. the thing that I enjoy doing the most, um, and the thing that makes the most money with the least amount of time to- of yeah. my time is sales funnels. Sales so, funnels. Okay. yeah.
0: Okay. And then how do you go about getting your clients for sales funnels? Well, any client, how are you getting your clients?
1: Most of my clients that I get, mm-hmm. thankfully is actually just through, word of mouth yeah. relationship equity because it's a, a medium ticket service. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to make 10 K with less clients. Right. Um, but finding those clients who are willing to invest yeah. that amount of money for a service, um, word of mouth has been right. <laughs> my winner and relationship right. equity yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Right. And, and, and it definitely works. So, tell me how that felt to actually hit that 10 K mark really more about you earning it yourself, right? Without someone giving you a handout or going to apply for a job, you made that money yourself working and and putting in that work. So tell me how that felt.
1: I was like terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. I did it and I knew I've always known that I could, and I always believed that I would, um, but when I hit that milestone, um, it really exposed the fears and yeah, the fears and the insecurities I mm. have in myself about money. Um, right. I feel like it, it's just been such a major lesson for me yeah. in just believing that I am I am worth enjoying the right. fruits of my labor right, even right. or the fact that I'm I not just that I can do it, but that I also am valuable and worthy yeah. enough to do it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize how insecure I was um, around money. So the first thing I felt genuinely was fear. I didn't want to mess up mm. or waste away or misuse yeah. the money that I had earned and received. Yeah.
0: Most people their their goal is to is to be rich and and make money and and, and have everything they want. So, talking about about the insecurities, like what what is that about? Because we all want money, right? Mm-hmm. So how how the insecurities come in come in to play into your fear? And what are they? If you if your mommy asking,
1: I didn't want to be a fraud. Mm. Um, I didn't feel. Like, I, I, I made a post about this on Instagram, like, yeah. my first 10K, and it's the first time I'd ever bought anything really nice for myself, yeah. ever. Yeah. I'd done really close to 10K multiple times. Yeah. But the first time I actually hit that, just that milestone, just the extra thousand or hundred few yeah. hundred dollars yeah. that makes it a milestone, yeah. it was the first time I decided that I was going to actually spend on something really nice for myself. And I felt guilt and shame Mm. even entertaining that thought. Um, Because if I carry this nice bag around, if I carry this, you know, and it's not even like a Louis, it's not even the super uh, high-end designer, but just even something that even um, portrays just a little bit of status or money. I didn't want people to view me as or see me as a fraud, I didn't want to be exposed for being a fraud or flexing something that I right. wasn't really about right. um and i was I was afraid that i and I think the, uh, one of the major things too I was honestly genuinely afraid of not being a good steward right. um I'm all about you know my faith everything that i do always goes back to um why am i doing it um and i didn't want to get too excited or do anything that would cause me to steward my money poorly but because I'd never had that much money to even invest (laughs) or to even use, I've never touched that much before at one time that I didn't know what to do with it. I I knew there was a million things I could, but I had no idea where to start. Um, So it was forcing me to step into like truly an unknown, like if I'm gonna steward this money well and if I'm gonna scale this, I have to do something that I've never done before and that might risk losing it all too.
2: Um,
1: And so all of those feelings was, was what I felt.
0: Yeah. The uh, the unknown is a scary place. Yeah. Right. Um, but what I've discovered is the unknown is where you create. Yeah. Right. Because it's like a blank slate of something there. So you can create an unknown. Um, and you were fearful to go out and take care of yourself. You know, did you actually do it?
1: I did. Okay.
0: Yeah. So so how did you push past that fear? What, what made you say, you know what? I I, I feel this way, but I'm because for me, the cure for fear is action. Do it anyway. Yeah. Right? So was... so, what made you push past that fear? Like, you know what? Just just fucking, I'm just gonna do it because this is what I want for myself.
1: It it was literally that. Like, I knew that. I knew that when I invested in myself, mm-hmm. it would put forth energy mm-hmm. to believe more about myself than right. I've believed right. before. Right. Um, I know that there's going to come a day where I don't want to be a service provider anymore. Right. Um, I want to do th- do the damn thing for myself. I don't right. want to create the sales funnel, start my own business, right. um, do all of those things. But I also know um, that's going to, that's gonna force me to actually really invest in myself. It's easy for me to put 110% into somebody else's business. And I realized that unless if I'm continuing to invest in myself and believe that I'm a high value woman who deserves these things, and also just decide that I was gonna make it again, and it wasn't gonna, I wasn't really gonna lose anything, nobody else was gonna lose anything. Um, That was what what, what changed it for me. is just remembering that and deciding, like, I'm going to make this again. Right. And even more so, like, I had this a belief that it exposed was yeah. that if I spend on myself, that means some, it's being stolen for something that I can do for somebody else. Right. <laughs> and right. I thought that buying a bag for me meant mm-hmm. that this means that I can't help somebody. I'm yeah. stealing yeah. from somebody yeah. else's blessing wow. because I want to be right. blessed myself um and that was such a lot i didn't even realize that's what i believed and i i always like uh, it's always during this time of year too during the holiday season we do all these community projects and and i really had to question like do i really believe in abundance like do i actually believe that god can use me to bless other people and myself that that god is um, working through me and for me too, that I can have I both. And right. so, um, when I believed and I, and I made that step, it yeah. forced me to say, no, I'm going to choose to believe that I can have both. Yeah. I can bless others can have both. and so have it all. There's no either myself. or you can have both. Yeah, right? Have both.
0: It's amazing. The stories that we create Yeah, you know, in our mind and it, it's all false stuff. I mean, we create stuff that hasn't even happened, right? It's amazing. Um, I had a question for you, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> so, um, oh, so making making your first ten k per month, making a million bucks a month, making whatever to me has nothing to do with, it, with the actual vehicle. It has to do with like what you believe in yourself, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because you said that you know you're a high value woman, and people who don't consider themselves high value, I don't think they can ever get to that ten k mark, fifteen k mark, or ten k and beyond. I don't think they can uh, because you have to be at a certain mental level um, and believing in what you can do, who you are and what you can offer. Um, And it's really not about the actual activity or the vehicle. You chose a life. You chose to stand. You chose to change your mindset. You chose to get rid of all the limiting beliefs that you have. And Even though they may come back from time to time, you know what you want. Yeah. And 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 I believe that's the reason that you made that first 10 K and you're going to go way beyond that. And the tool is just the funnels or the tool can be, you know, an e-com store tool can be can can be whatever. But it's level of belief that you have in yourself um, and pushing through that fear, because I don't believe that fear and courage is uh, absence of it is it's like it's there you recognize it and you push through no matter what because yeah. it's not going nowhere you know i think that warren buffett bill Gates, whoever i think they, they have fear still right yeah. but they they push through it and they and they proceed no matter what right so um next question is mentorship right do you believe mentorship and you already know. You <laughs> already I, know. <laughs> I know. But this is for the audience. And how important has mentorship played in your ability to change your mindset and hit, hit that first 10K?
1: Like, oh, my gosh. I nothing that I have accomplished or learned yeah. had it not been. I had somebody yeah. to trust and that I gave permission to tell me about myself in even challenging ways. Um, Harold was really dope because we'd actually grown up together. So um, as he was going through his entrepreneurial journey, I was being introduced to it, but he watched me from like a baby grow up. Um, So like he knew me at at a different level uh, and um, he saw things in me that I couldn't, that I was blind to because of the context that we came from um, growing up together. So um valuing and knowing when to trust somebody else to tell me things that are difficult and knowing when to trust to to, and allow somebody else to speak into my life in a in a in a way that challenges me to grow and and to do scary things i feel like was everything and i don't think people my age have enough of those people um so yeah, te- being being teachable and yeah. being a sponge, no matter who it's coming from, right. I feel like is, is what makes the difference yeah. between someone who can create the mindset of yeah. having 10K and someone who doesn't. Right. Right. Um, Cause most of us don't start off with that mindset, something right. that has to be developed. Right. And I feel like without having those people, like yeah. you are not gonna develop the mindset without being fully teachable. Right.
0: And you gotta remain teachable, like throughout your Absolutely. career, because yeah, yeah. there are different levels of this, right? right. So you gotta remain teachable. Um, give me your uh, your top three books.
1: The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh-huh. That book, oh my gosh, changed my life in so many ways. I I go back to that book yeah, yeah. Um, when I find myself not being aligned with I, who I know I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one. The Bible. <laughs> the Bible? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Um, this is a hard question for me. I have so many.
0: <laughs> you mentioned one earlier, already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so...
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the seven habits, I feel like that one, the the principles in that one is one I can go back to over and over again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, congratulations on what you've done. I mean, just, just like watching you grow over the years is has is, is, is been truly a blessing for me and, and, and my family. Um, so you have... Two kids, and you have a husband, yes, sir. and how how was that experience? Now, uh, being entrepreneurship, being able to actually be a blessing to your own family, right? H- how has that changed you and changed your family and and your outlook for the future?
1: Oh man, I feel like well, for one, I got married two weeks after I found out I was pregnant (laughs) and only one year of of really dating miles. We had decided we wanted to get married months into our relationship, not even. And so it all happened really fast. Um, I think I was 20.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was 20 years old when I got pregnant. So it changed everything. Like I wasn't even thinking about marriage and kids like happening anytime soon. Um, But it happened. And I feel like it was probably the most difficult thing (laughs) that I've had to go through the past couple years because it exposes the heck out of you. It just exposes you so hard. (laughs) Like I, becoming a mom as an entrepreneur and a wife as an entrepreneur in ministry, I realized that I had no idea who I really was. Um, I thought I was somebody I wasn't. And I believed the mask that I was wearing my first year of entrepreneurship. Um, So being exposed like that was very humbling. It it really ate at my ego. And I had to really like push through and do the inner work to even get back in to anything other than just being a mom and a wife. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's different now because... I feel like there's a level of resilience that can only be birthed through motherhood, yeah. to be honest. Um, there's a level of grit and and just a deeper reason like why. Yeah. And so just remembering that I have a family, I already feel wealthy with them. Yeah, wow. um, I already feel like they were my answered prayers. They, this is with them with with a, a an amazing husband and beautiful children I feel like I am living the life of my dreams I love now it. I
2: love it. so yeah. it's
1: like I don't I've learned that I don't have to keep striving yeah. that yeah. that that I've made a decision. Yeah we're going to be multimillionaires. I've made a decision. We're going to make, (laughs) we're already, I've already decided this is the life that I'm going to create. And I love what Shamika Tinkerson said at um, the mansion the other day. She said, once you decide, you know, time's not my business, it's God's, you know? And so it's just a matter of time. Um, when you're when that decision just catches up to yeah. what you're you're, yeah. you're experiencing currently, yeah. and so that just means that I get to fully enjoy my family and fully enjoy the life that I have now, and then just continue to go through that experience every single day.
0: You started by saying you were nervous. There's not not one nerve <laughs> in your body. You are flowing and preaching and just. <laughs> You're teaching me right now. Oh, so, man. So, <laughs> That's amazing. So there are people out there right now who are kind of kind of stuck, right? Stuck and not sure, like, what's the first step? I'm, I'm watching this podcast, and, you know, I have a business. I have an idea, but I just don't know how to get started. And I ask every guest this question because every guest has a different perspective, right? So give us three steps, three action steps that someone can take right now to actually start the process and get going to achieving the dreams that they want to accomplish?
1: The first thing that I see, this is weird. I'm, I'm seeing a naturopath uh, uh-huh. practitioner right now, so I'm, like, comparing it in terms of healing yeah. your body please, please, um, and creating a better body. Yeah. Um, detoxification, okay. I feel like, is the word that comes to mind. Not in the sense where... Um, you're removing all the bad in you, but I feel like it starts with removing the bad externally. Um, The first thing that you can do is stop exposing yourself or Mm. being around, change your environment, pretty much. Change the people you talk to, um, the people you take advice from. Cut out all of the unnecessary things that feed into the life that you don't want. And number two would be start surrounding yourself Every single day, every single week, as often as you can with people who are living and believe in the life that you do want to create. That's step one and two. And step three would just be to be ready to take major action. It's just go for it. Once you're around those people, like once you're in those environments, it it drastically changes everything, I think, because you're. You're being exposed to the possibility. You're being inspired, yeah. and at that point, it doesn't matter which vehicle you use. You right. just oh, wow. make a decision and you go for it. And even if it's the wrong one, just keep going. You yeah. know, like just keep going for
0: yeah. it. Just pivot. Yeah, yeah, pivot. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, take take action. Um, I mean, these things are simple to do, but it's simple not to do, right? Yeah. So, but just just decide and take action. Um, so, with that, um, how do we? locate okay, you. How do we find you? Someone wants to, have to get a funnel done right now. How do we find you get, get that funnel done? Cause we got to keep, keep this 10 K thing uh, going. Oh man.
1: <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, the Natalie McGee. Um, my website's under construction, okay. but you can always shoot me a DM in there okay. and let's just leave it at that one. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so
0: hopefully talking, we air it. It'll be done. We can put the links, uh, down below. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. So, um, Give us uh some wisdom in in closing
1: vague questions like this is is my downfall some wisdom in you closing. shining girl. <laughs> you you are shining
0: on this episode <laughs> so oh, you, are man. Shining, you know
1: um
0: what's been your biggest aha moment in entrepreneurship
1: i think just just what's relevant to my biggest aha moment the past couple of years. Oh um is compassion for myself compassion um it takes it to a whole different level when the bible says and god says grace is sufficient enough um because if i had not had compassion for myself i wouldn't be fueled (laughs) forward to to keep going i wouldn't I wouldn't have been empowered to believe more that there's more for myself, that this is not the end of the story.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I wouldn't have been able to heal from all of the childhood trauma. Yeah. I feel like learning to receive compassion from the source and then to receive it and extend it towards yourself, yeah. I feel like will change your relationships, will change your business, it will change everything. It starts with just grace, compassion.
0: I love it. Yeah. Um, this is one of my my favorite episodes. So no. so 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 thank you for blessing me and best enough for this time. Um as you grow, I want to have you back uh to, to come back on and teach and just 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 follow what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and one last question is that what is next for you in your journey?
1: I would really love to hire an employee. Okay. <laughs> um and my dream my dream brand, um is one named after my son and so i feel like what's next for my journey is really nailing down the vision for that but having a brand called zakari saint okay yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah well thank you again for coming uh you totally blessed us um and yeah so that's it we'll let you get back to work thank you for, for sharing but <laughs> well, thank you for being on board i appreciate your time thank you very very much
1: thanks for having me making me be uncomfortable <laughs>